0: Sorry, I don't love you. Afraid I've gone accustomed to. Cause with you, if something isn't wrong. Something isn't wrong. Something isn't right. I wish you could be. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Geekdom is Back. This week, we are talking about Batman, the animated series. And as my guest, Jason Tate has offered to come on and talk about this. Jason, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing very good. I'm very excited to talk about cartoon Batman.
0: Yeah, I know. We have been going back and forth for a while now trying to sort of figure out what episodes you would come on for. And then all of a sudden I was like, why did I not think of Batman the Animated <laughs> Series sooner? Because I know previously we had talked about the Kingdom Come comic book, which you mm-hmm. haven't read in a while. So obviously that would take a little more prep work probably. But I'm glad we settled on this because I watched this only a handful of months ago at most because I wasn't really old enough quite yet to watch (laughs) this when it came out. Well, one, I guess some of the episodes came out before I was even born, so that would explain that, but only by a few months. So, you know, this show is one I've been hearing a lot about and Amazon Prime, thankfully, has all of the episodes on there. I believe they call it four seasons on there, even though the first season is like significantly longer than some of the other ones. I don't know how TV seasons really worked in the early 90s.
1: What I think happened with this, so it came out in like 1992 and ran till roughly like 1995. And I right. believe the first quote like season is 65 episodes, which yeah. they did because that's the least amount of episodes you need to get into syndication. So okay. once they did that and it became a syndicated series, they went back and were like, okay, and ordered the next, whatever it is. I think 20 episodes, something like that. Cause I think there's a Roughly eighty-five episodes in total, and I'm not as big a fan as those of those last uh, twenty, especially the ones with that just focus a little bit too much on like the quote Bat Family. Uh, Okay, but but having sixty-five of the original series, which just seemed like it just went and went and went, (laughs) like that's just (laughs) that's a a long uh, a long time to have a bunch of different uh, cartoon. But yeah, I think it's split into – I have them on DVD and it's split into four uh, packages. Like I think there's four different, quote, sets of that. So uh, that's a little bit easier way to break it up if people are looking to like start the show for the first time. Like watch just whatever it is, the first like 20 or so episodes. That's a good way to go.
0: Yeah, and it's funny because I'm looking here on the episode guide on IMDb and it's like, you know, they have the first episode as the cat and the claw part one. Mm -hmm. from september 5th 1992 and then their second episode listed is on leather wings which aired february 20th of 1994 (laughs) so i i sort of wasn't entirely sure what was going on with the way they ordered these but i think by the time they hit amazon prime and everything they sort of put them in more of an order they wanted them in instead Mm -hmm. of the order they actually released them in which i thought was a little strange but you know whatever it's it's still the same show <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, you don't really need to unless the except for the two-parter episodes the ones that right. like, are two parts you don't really need to watch them in any sort of order you kind of skip around uh but i've always found it weird because the first dvd set when it comes out i think the first episode on there is on leather wings but the okay. second episode is the christmas episode that has robin in it so they just introduce robin into the world in the quote like second episode when you have no background to him which is definitely not how it aired the first time because I mean I remember watching this as a kid like when it first came out and the first episode I saw they did like a special like it was a big like deal because Batman was like kind of a thing in the uh, early to middle of the 90s the Tim Burton movie had come out that was a pretty big hit obviously a lot of people were watching that and it was like uh, some sort of thing on whatever it was Fox or whatever whoever was airing this had a special uh, night that they were like we're premiering the new Batman cartoon so I remember sitting down to watch it with my parents and it was the Catwoman episode. That was the episode that I saw first and distinctly remember being the first introduction to the Batman the Animated Series was the Catwoman episode. And it, it hooked me almost immediately. Like I was totally in. And so I was always like kind of confused when all of a sudden I got the DVD set and started looking at the list on like Wikipedia and things like that. where yeah. it, has, it has it in a completely different order. I was like, ah, that's make a whole lot of sense, but whatever.
0: Yeah, I feel like wherever I looked for the episode list, it was different. So I was Mm. just like, all right, I'm just going to watch them in the order that Amazon Prime has them in (laughs) because that's easier to do. But, you know, the Cat and the Claw part one, that's that first Catwoman episode that you're talking about. Mm. And I can't even figure out, like. The Cat in the Claw part 2 is like 10 episodes later or something, you know, like <laughs> it's quite a few episodes later, so I don't really know what was going on with that, but I don't think that really deterred me from how much I enjoyed this and I think they did such a great job with it's like yes, it's a kids cartoon, but there's so much more to that. And I know a lot of kids cartoons sort of throw things in there for the adults to get who have to sit there and watch these cartoons with Mm -hmm. their kids. But, you know, obviously you and I are not children anymore. (laughs) So (laughs) it's something that I feel like can be universally enjoyed if you're just a Batman fan in general.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, one of the things that was interesting about this show to me growing up is I wasn't allowed to watch the original Tim Burton Batman when it first came out like my parents my parents went and saw it and were like nope too dark for you too violent like you're not allowed to watch this yet which really bummed me out as like a huge fan of Batman like I I was a young (laughs) was a young child of the 80s I loved everything to do with superheroes (laughs) so uh, I used to go to my grandparents house and watch those really old really campy Batman uh TV the live action TV show version with uh, Adam West and all those guys like th- so I used to watch that as a kid that's how much like I loved everything that had to do with superheroes so like the idea that I couldn't watch the Tim Burton Batman movie just like devastated me. Like I was so angry at my parents that they they weren't allowing me to go see this movie. Uh, but then when the cartoon came out, they were like, "Okay, well we'll watch the first episode with you, and then we can decide whether or not you're allowed to keep watching it." And we watched the episode together. and they're Like, okay, you can watch this. And even then, though, like they wanted to like sit down and talk to me about some of the violence in the show because this is one of those shows that I think it's one of the first cartoons ever that actually would show. Uh, characters with guns, like that they would run around and have like guns on TV in a cartoon. Right. And my parents were like, okay, we want to talk to you about that sort of stuff. And it it is violent to some degree. There's definitely some stuff that goes on in the show, punches are thrown, things like that, and uh, they wanted to have, like, a discussion with me as a child about all of that stuff, and which is, which is nice, and I think that that's definitely good, but I do agree with you like, that makes it more of a, quote, like grown-up sort of show and uh, the show itself takes itself seriously enough that it can play like that I mean, it's a dark show, dark colors the animation is uh, more, quote, like, adult it has, it, it's an orchestral theme throughout the entire stuff, like, there's a lot of things in there that don't really... At the time, especially, we're not associated with like children's cartoons. And even though it was on the moment I got home from school, like four thirty in the afternoon, so it's right after I would get home from middle school, elementary school, whatever it was at the time, and that was what was on. It was a different thing than I was used than I usually would see on TV. It's not Animaniacs. It's not you know the Berenstain Bears or any of that sort of stuff. It was just a different type of cartoon. But man, I loved it immediately, and I'm surprised a little bit at how much it holds up all these years later. But I still would say is probably my favorite A, version of Batman and B, animated series that uh, I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I've been watching a lot of DC's animated stuff lately. So I believe I started with this. And then from there, I moved on to Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, which I really enjoyed those. But obviously, those weren't really Batman centric. Mm -hmm. I watched through Superman, the animated series, which was you know around the (laughs) same time this one was and a lot of the same people worked on both of these shows Mm -hmm. but obviously a much different feel because it's superman not batman Mm -hmm. and then i went on netflix and i watched the batman
1: okay which
0: i i don't know i feel like out of a lot of those i still enjoyed the animation more in this Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's because when this show and superman the animated series were made, they didn't really have a lot of fancier technology to try and spruce things up, so they just Mm. had to go with as solid of an animation as they could for this. But I was watching The Batman, and you would see the Batmobile, and it would just look totally out of place in the animation, (laughs) because for whatever reason, in some of the more recent animation stuff, the cars in general just look totally out of place. I'm like, what... (laughs) is going on here. I don't know what it is. I don't know if anyone else has noticed this, but it's just like the cars look so funky and out of place because it seems like they're trying to make the cars more 3D Mm, in the animation. And it just doesn't, it just seems a little off to me, but I don't recall ever really getting that feeling during this. And I also noticed that when I watched through the killing joke recently, the car's just seemed out of place and that by far was not the worst problem <laughs> i had with that movie but that's that's a whole different thing for another day
1: absolutely i the animation wise it, what i liked most about this series is that it for the first time and to some degree i would still probably make the argument that it put on the screen kind of what I had in my head was Batman. So they were able to, yes, it's stylized to a lot of degrees, but like the version of Batman on here, the way he looks, the way that he moves, the way that he's always in the shadows and kind of like his just whole quote persona as Batman was what I got out of the comic books, like my favorite ones. And this is what I am now was seeing on the screen. And I was just like obsessed with it. I loved the way they did it. And there's so many little things throughout the cartoon that – accentuates that and the fact that they use like more of this like noir sort of feel to the animation and like all of the buildings it has this old-timey feel they've got airships flying around they've got these like cars that look like they'll pulled from like the 60s or whatever and that sort of feel to me just was just one, something i was not used to seeing on tv a lot of muted grays browns like muted palettes so it was like it was just a different kind of thing and i don't know like if we've really seen a more like mainstream cartoon do an experiment in in that sort of way in quite a while.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I just think they kept things fairly simple at the same time, too, with mm-hmm. the animation. You know, they didn't try to do anything crazy with Batman's suit. They sort of left it as the regular design that you were sort of used to seeing Batman in at that time. And, you know, they didn't make the Batmobile something that was so crazy that it wouldn't come off well on the screen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I just think you know even their character designs were so simple compared to what they try to do with these characters in the live action movies now (laughs) and I'm just like I really prefer this style of the animated series a lot more and we still know that it's still a big Batman property today because I don't know if you are a Funko Pop collector at all, Mm -hmm. but they have a whole animated series line that literally just came out recently. So they're still sort of using these characters, these designs, and you see, you know, not only Funko's, but you see these nice statues being made still of the characters from this specific show. And I think that's a really cool thing because it's like, I feel like this show has never really gone away, I mm-hmm. guess you can say, because before I even before I watched it, a lot of people on the Chorus FM forums were recommending it and talking about it. And it's like, people just really love this show so much. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that a lot of the Batman stuff we've had since then hasn't been <laughs> all that great. I mean, personally, as far as the live action stuff goes, I would say the Christopher Nolan trilogy is probably what I enjoyed the most.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think that's just because it came out at a time where I was able to go to the theaters, go see it. And then, you know, I didn't go to the theater for Batman versus Superman, which totally fine by me. <laughs> and I just right thought, <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was fine. It it yeah. didn't like wow me or mm-hmm. anything. But when I sat down And I binge watched the show. I was just like, this is so good still. And it's, you know, 20 plus years later. (laughs)
1: yeah that's really interesting to me because uh, I I would say that I agree like the Nolan stuff is probably my favorite quote live action version of Batman I really like uh, The Dark Knight and then probably Batman Begins then Dark Knight Rises and then the early Tim Burton movies the first two of those uh, hold up well for me but I don't feel that they're the same like Batman they don't feel like Batman Uh, Michael Keaton does a good job with the character but there's just some character stuff throughout both of those that I think is a little bit off even though that's just Tim Burton doing Tim Burton's stuff and just being weird, which is cool and I can appreciate, but it does not feel as Batman-y to me as those Nolan movies did. And then we just kind of got to pretend Batman and Robin and Batman Forever just kind of didn't happen because those were <laughs> those were kind of a train wreck as a movie. Uh, but this is the sort of show that defined a lot of these characters for me. So for like example, the Joker uh, in this in this series is kind of like the iconic version of the Joker to me. Like This is the right. version that I have in my head and I picture. So I picture everybody else when they try to do The Joker and I thought Heath Ledger did a Fantastic job and he's probably like my Favorite live action version of the Joker But like if I think about uh, did, Did you see Suicide Squad Did you risk that one
0: no, I did not. I took your oh, advice God, and I only yeah, just, watched the flash scene. <laughs>
1: God, it's so bad. Anyway, but the version of the Joker in that is so different than what you see in the animated series. And I think that that was like a big reason, besides the fact that it's Jared Leto just you know overacting his ass off in that thing and just being right. super super over the top and annoying. But it just didn't feel like the Joker to me. And I think a lot of that is based on those early comics that I read and this this animated series because that put in my head what the Riddler was like, what the Penguin was like, what the Joker's supposed to be. Like, obviously introduced us to characters like Harley Quinn. But, like, that is what kind of set forth my entire archetype of, like, what these characters are supposed to be going forward. And I don't think I've ever really shook that off. And I think that it affects me even today when I see them in, like, TV shows. And, like, Batman versus Superman. Like, that's not a bad version of Batman. Um, like, costume-wise, I think they did a pretty good job with it. I don't like some of the characterization. But it's still – I just still think that the animated version of what that Batman was is the best – is the best that i've seen like i loved the way they put this together and they really showed us that in a lot of ways batman is the main character and Bruce Wayne's the alter ego like Bruce Wayne's the the mask that he's putting on and I thought that was a really cool way of like giving us Batman that like he's always Batman but then he decides to when he's out in public put on this facade of this playboy billionaire uh but the right. moment he but the moment he's back in uh his cave or he's back just talking to Alfred or whatever it's back to Batman like immediately and I don't know I just have always really liked the, the way that they portrayed that
0: Yeah. And you mentioned reading the series Writer's Bible, which is available in PDF online. So I'll definitely link to that. I haven't had a chance to read that. So did that sort of add anything to your experience with the show? Did it sort of give you a better insight onto how this happened? Well, yeah,
1: it definitely does a few things where it kind of lays out first how much they thought about this show. Like this was something, I think there's yeah, a couple hundred pages or whatever. A lot of it's images towards the end. But the first right. part of it is like them laying out like what the show is going to be, what they want the writers to do, you know, that they want like these three acts. This is how they want them to kind of play out. There's going to be a big event in the, the final act. Uh, they lay out kind of how the characters are going to interact, like what they want. Like with the Joker, he's got to he's going to do some slapsticky stuff, but they want to avoid puns. They want to avoid it getting too corny. Uh, They want him to quickly be able to go from being funny to being mean. The way that they want Batman to be drawn and, like, mostly in the shadows and then he comes out and, like, the way they want to handle some of that stuff. And I just thought it was really interesting to see – them just basically lay out in outline form like what they wanted this series to be and then how well they did on executing that. And I think that some episodes are better than others, but the ones that I would consider like my favorite episodes are the ones that took a lot of these things to heart and really focused on giving us a version of Batman without – Without relying too much on some of the quote, like Batman tropes, like you don't get too much of an origin story. You, we know Batman's origin story. You don't need to keep going back to that well and like show the right. same scenes like 30 different times uh, looking at you, Zack Snyder. So like we, we don't have to do that. And I thought that that was a really cool way to introduce us into this big world with a huge gallery of characters and not have to uh, and let it feel so new. And I think they did a really good job of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely look forward to reading that. But I suppose we should mention the fact that Bruce, Tim, and Paul Dini are two of the guys who really did a ton of work on this show. And before we sort of dive into that, did you read Paul Dini's graphic novel that he released last year? I I have
1: not read it yet. No, it's been on my list. It's been on my list that I need to check out, but I haven't. Did you read that one?
0: Yeah, I did. I actually got a digital copy in advance, so I Reviewed it and everything. And it was so good, but so heartbreaking at the same time <laughs> because it's a true story about Paul Dini being mugged one night and then sort of going into this downward spiral while he was working on the show and everything, mm. and sort of how he had to pick himself up and sort of have, I wouldn't say an imaginary Batman help him go through it. It's not like he was. Necessarily seeing Batman, I don't think, but because mm-hmm. he was so engulfed in this character f- from working on this show, it's like he sort of used that as motivation to get back on his feet and keep working on the show and keep sort of expanding this character. And it was just a really great read. I, at first, I didn't realize that's what it was going to be about. So I sort of went into it not having any idea. Of what it was about. And then I saw it and I was just like, wow, this was not what I was expecting. (laughs) But in the end, it was just, it's so personal and so good at the same time. I cannot recommend that enough, especially for people who are fans of the show, because it plays such an important part in it.
1: Mm, I'll definitely have to check that out then. That's definitely going to be added to my list. Uh, I've always been impressed by how much both of those two kind of put their stamp on the animated world. Like it right. feels like both Bruce Timm and Paul Dini have really had a big influence on the DC animated stuff. And more than, I don't know, I can't think of many others, uh, which I think is awesome. And I think that I kind of wish that the live action people would take more cues from some of the stuff that they've done.
0: Yeah. And there would be no Harley Quinn without this Mm -hmm. show because they created Harley Quinn for this show specifically. And she's a character who sort of just blew up and, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously Suicide Squad and now they're doing Gotham City Sirens, which she'll have a role in. And I believe it will still be Margot Robbie playing it. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how that movie plays out. I'm kind of hoping it is better than Suicide Squad. <laughs> It'd be is. hard
1: to be worse.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, Paul Dini wrote the Gotham City Sirens comic at one point, mm. and I just went through and read the first book of that that he was on, and it was such a fun read that I was like, okay, there they just announced this movie and I really hope they don't screw it up because the comic (laughs) is so good. I feel like it would sort of do a disservice to Paul Dini himself. And I forget, it was probably Fat Man on Batman with Kevin Smith. He's had Paul Dini on quite a bit, but Paul Dini doesn't really read into it too much when they do Harley Quinn a different way Mm
1: -hmm. than
0: in the animated series, because when was the last time we saw Harley Quinn sort of in this same... Type of role as she had in the animated series in the same costume and everything. It's like they sort Mm -hmm. of have really strayed away from who she was originally, from Mm -hmm. what I can tell anyway, without having seen Suicide Squad. (laughs)
1: It's, uh, I'm just just gonna pretend that that doesn't exist But I loved (laughs) the introduction of Harley Quinn Like Harley Quinn as a character was I mean, again, like I was young when this came out So I was so young that like I kind of don't know a world without her Um, But her being such a breakout character Character like then moving into other forums and other media like actually being a a hero that you see in comic books and video games and obviously now a movie like I think that's really cool like that was one of the biggest like takeaways uh from the show actually is like not not only did they introduce like a new world and people to Batman but they literally gave us a new character we had never seen before somebody that was not like part of the usual gang of uh gang of villains slash friends at times
0: (laughs) yeah definitely well why don't we go ahead and jump into some of our favorite episodes I know you have quite the list so I will let you start (laughs) with some of yours
1: so do you want like my favorite episode first or should I like go with some of my not as favorites but like up there favorites (laughs)
0: let's do the latter first
1: Okay, so you want some of my not super favorites. Okay, I'll hold yeah. my favorite episode then. So I think that like up there with like one of the second, maybe uh, maybe like my fourth favorite episode is the one that's called as we were just talking about her uh, Harley Quinnade, I think is how it's pronounced, okay. and it's the one with Harley and Batman team up together to stop the Joker from blowing up Gotham City with an atomic bomb. <laughs> right. And so what right, I, what, right. I, what I what I love about that one is that it's Batman and Harley teamed up, and it's basically them trying to stop the whole thing and it's kind of like it plays like a little buddy cop sort of show where it's Batman just like rolling his eyes through Harley's like craziness throughout the entire thing but it's hilarious like I don't know that that's one of those episodes that every time uh it comes on I'm cracking up at it and I just think it's a really good dynamic and shows Harley at her best playing off of Batman so that's so that's that's my first one that I've got
0: Yeah, I I get the feeling we're going to have quite a few of the same episodes that we really enjoy, because I specifically remembered that one as well. Because (laughs) you see this side where Harley doesn't want Joker to, you know, destroy the entire city, which would Uh include her in it. But then, you know, at the end of the episode, she's still like Gaga for the Joker, (laughs) (laughs)
1: Exactly. And the other one like that is the team up with Harley and Poison Ivy when they together decide to like team up and go on their own little like Thelma and Louise-esque sort of rant throughout the city. Like those episodes are a lot of fun and things that I don't think you would first expect a, quote, like Batman TV show to have. And that's what I really love about the fact that over 85 episodes, they have some of these things that they try a few different things that you wouldn't see otherwise. And that's another one that I really enjoyed.
0: For me, it's sort of hard to pick favorite episodes from this because, like you said, a lot of it was just so enjoyable. But one Mm -hmm. of the ones that is similar for me that sort of just makes me laugh is I've got Batman in my basement.
1: (laughs) And I just thought (laughs) that
0: was so funny because it was so not your typical Batman story. You know, Mm -hmm. he just ends up in this kid's basement to take shelter, and this kid is freaking out. And you know, it's like, okay, does this kid have parents? Do they even know what's going <laughs> on here? And you just have Batman hanging out in this kid's basement.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. So, what other ones do you have on your list that you would consider some of your favorites?
0: I definitely would consider, I think it's POV, and this is okay. when there's a police sting to catch a drug lord, and it goes horribly wrong as many things do that involve the cops it seems in Gotham but <laughs> you know this one you have a rookie cop you have Montoya and you have Bullock who have to recount the events that happened and how things oh, went yeah, wrong yeah, yeah. and I, I just one. thought it was a really good Montoya episode and I didn't really mm. know much about her character Before this series. And I don't know if she's another one that the series sort of created and she became more of a bigger character from there or not. But they did have quite a few episodes with her that were really good. And I thought this was probably one of the strongest ones for that.
1: Yeah, that's a really good one. I think that the episodes where they try something a little bit different or there's something a little bit quirky about it are the ones that yeah, I just remember yeah. more. Like those are the ones that just stick out to me. Some of the more, I guess, uh, conventional Batman ones that I really enjoyed was Robin's Reckoning, which is basically kind of tells Robin's uh dick grayson's history like how he it starts with like a bunch of flat flashbacks and it's it's i'm pretty sure it's a two-part episode um but it has the whole like tony Zuko and robin like trying to get his revenge and like maybe gonna kill him yeah batman gonna stop him and everything i really liked that one uh two-face has an episode that's just kind of about him being created which i thought was really good um and then probably I would, I'm still going to consider it not my favorite episode because I think I've got two above it. But my top three are really just the episodes that I think I would show anybody, and just to say like, hey, like these are great Batman stories. And the right. first on that list would be the one that's the called the Cape and the Cowl Conspiracy, okay. and it's the one, and it's the one where a Gotham crime lord basically has a. Puts a bounty on bringing Batman's cape and cowl to him. Like he right. needs proof that he's killed him, and so he needs to bring, uh, bring this. And so you get this new crazy mastermind who does this like wits battle with Batman. So it's all about like it's a smart episode about trying to get the cowl and cape off of Batman. And it's got a great, cool ending at the end, which I'm not going to give away in case anybody has uh, not seen the show. <laughs> like you should definitely watch it just for the cool t- uh, little twist ending at the end, which is. Just total like pure smart Batman badassery and what I like most about that sort of thing is that this show showed a like detective side, a smart side of Batman. He's not just a brunt gr- brute force walking around beating people up or torturing them or hitting them all the time. He's smart like he is a detective and they use that in really creative ways throughout the show, which I liked like that's the like Sherlock Holmesy part of Batman that I've always been uh, excited to see and I think that that's a really cool way that they do it in that episode
0: Yeah, and I feel like what the series does so well is they give you so many of the different characters in the Batman world that Mm -hmm. you know we have a Zatanna episode we we don't need Joker in every Mm. episode and I feel like a lot of times when you're talking about Batman you know Joker is the first villain you think of or maybe Two-Face but it's like those two are sort of the really big ones that I think a lot of people generally know about but In this, you know, we get the Mad Hatter, we get Scarecrow, we get, you know, so many different villains and even allies of Batman, like I mentioned with Zatanna and everything. Mm -hmm. But I think I really liked a lot of the two-parters for Mm -hmm. this series because I felt like they knew which stories needed to be expanded on past that, you know, 20-ish minute period that they had Mm -hmm. for the shows. And I think one of my favorite ones was the Demon's Quest, which that is, you know, the Agul family there. (laughs) So I think they did those so well because you see Ross and you see Talia and you just get that family dynamic from them. But then you still get that relationship between Talia and Batman as well.
1: Yep, that's the episode that I had as either my top or second favorite. Like, I kind of go back and forth sometimes of whether or not it's my favorite or it's my second favorite. Not (laughs) only because I love how well they do Raw's in it. It's based off Daughter of the Demon, which is a cool series. Uh... In the actual comic book world, that I've always enjoyed, um, but I think yeah. they do it just about as well as you can. And there's so much cool, like just starting from that little stinger at the t- beginning where Robin gets abducted, and you're not quite sure what's going on, and like, what the hell? What the hell is this? And it, if it plays right. out like an adventure, it plays out almost like an Indiana Jones movie. You're going all over the place. You're in, you know, uh, the desert one minute, and then you're someplace else. You don't really know what's happening. It's a really cool way to do that story. And I, I've just always thought that that's one of the better if not the best uh batman uh, the animated series episode i love that one
0: that's funny see i told you we would probably have <laughs> very similar list here but why don't you give me the one then that you're okay. missing here
1: so my favorite is almost got him, which is okay the episode where all of the bad guys like the villains are sitting around playing poker and they're all (laughs) all talking about how they almost got Batman so it goes it has a bunch of flashbacks and it's all talking about like well this was the big plan I put together and I almost got Batman and then like he goes to the next guy uh, this is the plan that I put together and I was so close to getting him and there's humor mixed into it you've got you know the Joker you've got Killer Croc all of them cracking jokes and going back and forth and telling this whole story and Batman Batman plays like a secondary role almost like he it's the a cool twist on the idea of like seeing it from these people's sides like the villains of this of the shows take on all of these stories and they all hate Batman and what Batman represents and what he's doing. It's also got a cool twist ending that like you have to just watch to see and the animation and the way they do it is one of my favorite shots of the entire series they do this cool thing where the light starts flashing back and forth and kind of like uh it's a whatever overhead lamp that like drifts and it gives you this cool shadow effect and i don't know i think it's really great animation and something that uh, if, if you like animation it's a really awesome way to introduce slash like show something it's a good reveal uh so that's been an episode that i think that more than any other i kind of just I always come back to I always think about and if anybody asks me like what's your favorite Batman anime series episode that one just comes to mind immediately it's just one that I've always thought about uh, and if you've never really seen all these different characters like if you don't know Killer Croc besides the awful version they did in Suicide Squad it's a cool thing to see all of these characters interacting with each other and it gives you a, a different kind of story it's not the same as like no, oh, yeah, we got three acts: introduce characters, do something in the middle, uh, climax, and then come down. Like you don't, you don't have that. It's a different way of telling a Batman story that I, I think plays plays itself really well. And you, I'm not sure if you could do it in any other medium besides animation.
0: Yeah, definitely, and that is by far one of the funniest episodes as well (laughs) like you mentioned i know we already mentioned a couple others that we thought were really funny but i think that's what makes the show so great is you can have the dark side to it but then Mm -hmm. you have these episodes that are just so light compared to those other ones but it meshes so well together as you're watching through the whole series but Mm -hmm. i think i might have to go with heart of ice for okay, my one, yeah. favorite episode. I, I don't know if I would call it my favorite, but it's like one of the top few. And mm-hmm. I just think the way they handled Mr. Freeze in this series, the you know few times he showed up, mm-hmm. Heart of Ice was the best version of Mr. Freeze that I think we've seen. And I don't know if you've <laughs> been watching Gotham or not, but mm-hmm. they did Mr. Freeze in that already. And it was fine for gotham but i just think the animated series gave him a little something extra to Mm -hmm. make you hate him just enough (laughs) to like you it's like you still feel bad for him because he lost his wife and all of this was for his wife that he was doing Mm -hmm. but i think they just give him that little edge in heart of ice To make you be like, okay, no. He's a bad guy. We don't like him.
1: You're not saying that Arnold Schwarzenegger dropping puns all over the place isn't the best version of Mr. Freeze? I'm shocked. I'm really shocked about that. No, I don't think so. (laughs) Everybody, chill. That is one of the worst movies ever. (laughs) What I think that you bring up with that episode, though, is... That the show did find ways every once in a while to interject a little bit of heart or, like, kind of go above and beyond at showing you a deeper side of things. Uh right. Reminded of the episode. I think it's called I Am The Night, which is the one yes. where Commissioner Gordon gets shot. And Batman kind of goes, like, dark. And, like, he has, like, a, a crisis of confidence. He's, like, not really sure, like, is he... Good for the city. Is he doing the right thing? Um, like that. In that episode, I remember sitting back and just being like, "Whoa!" Like that one's uh, that's a little intense. Uh, and the other one is, I think it's in the later episodes because I'm pretty sure Nightwing's in it. Um I think okay. it's called like Over the Edge, maybe. And it's the one where Batgirl is dreaming. Like or she, I think she's affected by Scarecrow's toxin, and she basically dreams her death. And then the response, and then like Jim Gordon. Like vision of it, like so, she kind of sees like what would happen if she died, and then her dad, her dad, like losing his mind, basically, (laughs) Um, and going, going crazy, and declaring war, like on Batman, on Wayne Manor. And, like, bringing down Nightwing in chains. It's something like that. And, like, that's another episode that's just like, whoa, like, you guys are taking this, like, in a completely different path than I would have expected. But there's, like, a lot of feeling, like, heart behind it. And they're, like, actually, like, have a point of view and try to give you some sort of message. And I think that that's also what uh, the Mr. Freeze episode does. Because, like, you kind of do feel for him. Like, you feel for... The, what he's going through, and like what like what led him to that place, you know, and it's got some of that but by the grace of God go I sort of thing with it, like I don't know it's an right. interesting it's an interesting dynamic,
0: yeah, definitely, and I think you know, like I said, there are just so many episodes to choose from in this, like you said, there's eighty five episodes, and I know you mentioned that some of the later ones you weren't as big of a fan because they weren't really focusing on Batman as much as the earlier episodes, because at that point, they added in Batgirl and Robin, and then Robin becomes Nightwing, even in some of the late episodes. And, you know, I think they did a decent job of putting those characters in still, but not making it feel too forced, I would say. I know when you have it available to binge watch it might seem (laughs) like okay where is this coming from but then you have to like sort of take a step back and be like okay this show was on actual tv it's not you know a netflix Mm -hmm. or amazon original where they just dropped all this stuff on you so you know they had a lot of time to build up to this and i think it helps that you set like you said they got about 65 episodes in of just batman And then they went and did this. It sort of felt like what they did with Justice League and Justice League Unlimited to me, because those sort of ran one right after the other, but Unlimited was just different enough to have them not name it the same thing. So I wonder if they should have maybe named those series something other than Batman, the animated series.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I'm not sure. I don't know why they kind of did it the way they did or why they kind of got away from what they were doing. Maybe it just like was so long at that point. It'd been a couple of years and they just felt like they needed to change it up or maybe some of the people left. I don't even know if the same people were still doing it. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Do you what other thoughts on the main series do you have to talk about?
0: You know, it's so hard to just, you know, pick specific things to talk about with this. But I did like how every once in a while they would have Superman drop in Mm -hmm. because they had the animated series going on for Superman at the same time, like I said earlier. But we didn't really mention the Joker in too many of our favorite episodes. I know you mentioned him in the one where he happens to be one of the people sitting around playing poker, telling the story about how he almost got Batman. But Mm -hmm. other than that, we didn't Really pick any of the Joker heavy episodes. And do you think that's something that is a good sign for a Batman show when you're not so focused on a villain like the Joker?
1: I think so, because I think that like you can't overuse him. Like That's one of the problems in uh, in other forms of Batman, right. they overuse the Joker, and I think that they don't there. Uh, we have to give a shout out to Mark Hamill's performance, because yeah. I love Mark Hamill's version of the Joker. He has that perfect laugh and craziness down, uh, so they do a very good job with that. Uh, yeah, I, I can't. Off the top of my head, I'm not thinking of many Joker-centric episodes that I would say are like my favorite episodes. Even though anytime he's on the screen, he usually steals it. Like he does a very good job of being a being that kind of character. Uh, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think that I think that that is a positive. Uh, I, I would say. Um, the other thing, the only thing that I wanted to mention about this show that we haven't really talked about is the, the music and just how different the music is for not only a cartoon, but how good it is. Uh, I think the, the main theme that you hear right at the beginning, um, is a reworked theme by Danny Elfman who's yes. pretty awesome and then he and the composer that he usually works with I forgot her name Shirley Wallace maybe uh, I don't know uh, did I could pull out of... my
0: Batman shaped record and let you know <laughs> you,
1: you should You should look you should look um, make sure I don't sound like an idiot and get the, the wrong name uh, but they do a really good job of putting together a full orchestral score to all of the all of the stuff. And that adds a dynamic that I wasn't used to in cartoons and wasn't used to in anything really, because it just it adds a level of grandeur and it's just a big uh, I don't know what the right the right word is. it's a big huge theme and feel to all of the action that happens throughout it.
0: Yeah. Well, the record only says composed by Danny Elfman. So that is not much help. (laughs) I mean, it does list like every single person who played an instrument on there. But I'm not going to read through that entire list because it would be quite long. But yeah, I ordered the Mondo pressing where they press the seven inch into the Batman logo for the animated series. And you know, the only thing that sucks is the points put holes through the packaging from the logo. So you know, they I mean obviously you can't really help that, but it's like the bat ears poked two holes in the packaging.
1: (laughs) That's hilarious. I hadn't even thought about that.
0: (laughs) But, you know, they did a gatefold for it. So you open it up and you have this image of Batman standing there from the animated series, and it's just really well done packaging-wise, other than the whole pointy ears and pointy wings (laughs) issue. But, you know... (laughs) It was a really cool thing that they did. And like I said, they did this way after the show had already been on like they did with the Funkos recently. This was maybe what, two years ago that they pressed Mm -hmm. this? it's amazing how
1: that still has a following like people still are getting into it people are still checking out it's one of those things that even without much of a need or like a push like it's just held up like it's kind of like Calvin and Hobbes to me like it's just a thing that existed from my childhood and there's not a whole lot from my childhood that I still like would read or watch today and go okay like that works pretty well you know like it just a lot of it was cheesy and a lot of like bad 80 stuff going on <laughs> any, of, any of the things that I think of fondly a lot of times i'll rewatch or check out again and be like yep that that's a little bit tainted by nostalgia that that in my head was way better than it actually turned out being but batman the animated series is one of the few that holds up really well for me and i still think that today it it, it would do well on tv i, th- I mean i don't know if kids kids don't really probably watch cartoons in the same way but if you release something like this exact show right now i think people would like it because it's good
0: Yeah, and I think it still looks better than some of the (laughs) shows they have on air now. I think one day I accidentally flipped a Teen Titans Go, and obviously Mm. it's a different animation style, but it was just so jarring when I turned it on. I was like, nope, I cannot watch this, (laughs) cannot do it at all. But it's actually funny, the record I bought, I bought it way before I even watched the show. I just bought it because I was like, yes, I would like vinyl in the shape of a Batman logo. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't even really know too much about the show when i bought this and i you know it was like 30 dollars for less than four minutes of music <laughs>
1: <laughs> thankfully the score is really good though like it's a really right. good score so
0: yeah because side a has the main title the ending and then side b has the alternate title track okay. and ending track so you know i don't know if i've ever played it i think i've been too scared <laughs> to play it i was like i don't want to break it <laughs>
1: Especially if you paid that much for it. Now, that's a right. cool one, though. Like, I don't, know, I, always, I, I don't get sometimes when people buy vinyls and don't play them. Uh, I just said vinyls, which just, it was, really <laughs> stupid. It was really stupid of me. But, but sometimes, like, I, I don't get it unless you spent a lot of money on something and you're like, okay, this is just for display purposes. But that's the kind where it's like I think that they're made more for display. Like, that's the sort of thing that's like right. that's a pressing that's supposed to be a collector's item, which I think is 100% okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and that's the only one I have that I think I've been like, okay, I don't know if I even want to play this. Usually I am someone who buys the records to play them whether or not i play them anytime soon after buying them is a different story because i'm horrible yeah. at that but this, that's, that's a different podcast <laughs>
1: Yeah, i do the same thing i've got stuff that's still in shrink wrap sitting on my shelf because i bought nice. it completely intending to play it and then just never have been out there and like actually put it on so yeah i do the same thing because i'm an idiot uh the only other stuff like i think that would be cool to touch on is do you have you watched many of the dc animated original movies because i think that like at least for me like the first one like animated like quote superhero movies that i was watching in any detail spun out of uh, Batman the animated series like i I went to the theater, I might have been the only one to see Mask of the phantasm, so that was like something I saw in the theater and like still really enjoyed and I watched it not that long ago, and I actually think that that 's a pretty good Batman movie, maybe one of the better Batman movies, um, but that then has kind of spawned this new series and group of like d c animated movies and they 've got a ton of them now. you watching many of those uh, some of them are not super great, some of them are okay.
0: Yeah, I haven't watched Mask of the Phantasm, but I did recently actually start to go back and watch some of the other movies. I watched Son of Batman. I've been watching quite a few of the Justice League movies, so I I don't know if I've watched ones that directly spun out from the show, but I have started to go back and sort of watch those because I was working on something and I was like, okay... I'm going to go watch some of these DC animated movies just to see how much better I like them than the live action stuff they're putting out (laughs) now. And, you know, this all really started when I watched Batman, the animated series, because, you know, it kind of snowballed from there. Like, I've been on an animation kick. I watched this, like I said, Superman, the two Justice League shows. I'm currently watching that Justice League action show, which is only like 10 Mm. minutes. It's a very odd length of time. It's (laughs) like they have 15-minute episodes on TV at like 4.30 in the morning or something. I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. kind of crazy. But I also watched Star Wars The Clone Wars, which is totally unrelated, (laughs) and a podcast episode I already did. So we won't go into that. But... I just think DC sort of has a really good handle on the animated stuff. And mm-hmm. I do think that not hearing Kevin Conroy as Batman is a little jarring sometimes because it, it yeah, is, it is. it's is—it's Jason O'Mara now and he's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right now as well so then i'm like no but he's that guy and now he's batman and i don't like this can we have kevin conroy back please
1: (laughs) yeah i miss kevin conroy like he's appeared in a couple of the animated ones some of them I, i didn't super love um but yeah, I think of uh, the animated movies, I really liked Under the Red Hood. I thought they did a good job with that. But even okay. then, it, like, I, it's, it is jarring to hear different voices. Um, I yeah. do think they have a Batman and Harley Quinn feature-length animated thing in the, fu- in the, in the works. I think uh, that's coming
0: is, this year, yeah.
1: Which should be cool. I haven't watched Justice League Dark yet, but I, I see that that is uh, the most recent one from them. Oh, um, did that
0: already come out finally?
1: It looks like it just came out. Or okay. Like maybe in the last couple of I days. I knew it um, was
0: coming soon, but I wasn't paying attention to what day it actually was.
1: Yeah. I'll have To figure out some time to watch that one, I do recommend if you can get you find a way to get uh Masculine Phantasm that you watch that. Like that, if you liked the series, Masculine Phantasm is a very good Batman movie. Like, and I forgot how long it's only like an hour and a half or something like that, but that is definitely worth your time. And anybody that liked the series should check that out. Uh, I think there's another one uh movie that does have Mr. Freeze in it, I forgot what it's called. Um, and then there's some of the Batman Beyond stuff, which is like the future version of Batman, I think that has a movie. And those got a little bit dark and weird but i watched a bunch of those i I liked batman as a kid i was just gobbling up all the batman stuff i could get
0: (laughs) yeah and other than son of batman the two recent ones that i did watch were justice league war and justice league the flashpoint paradox Mm, so i i think those were the main ones i could find on netflix or whatever and i know i have some sitting on my computer somewhere that i can probably toss on plex and watch so i definitely have plans to go back and watch a lot of the animated stuff that i've missed so far and then Mm -hmm. hopefully now starting with justice league dark now that i know it's out i'll sort of (sighs) get on a more regular schedule of watching those as they come out
1: definitely that totally makes sense so is anything else about batman do you have any other questions or other things we we did not touch on
0: I don't think so, but I just really do want to give a lot of credit to Kevin Conroy there because, (laughs) you know, he definitely took this and ran with it. And Mm -hmm. he did it so well that to a lot of people, it's like Kevin Conroy is their Batman and they Mm -hmm. don't care who else has played Batman, who else has voiced Batman. It's like Kevin Conroy is Batman. And I know I mentioned the podcast earlier, but Fat Man on Batman I went back to the beginning and listened through every episode Kevin Smith did for that podcast because to start, it was literally all about Batman. So he had Paul <laughs> Dini on, he had Kevin Conroy on, he had, you know, and he had them on multiple times too. So, you know, he got them to sort of give him a great look at what went into the series through his podcast as well. And I think, you know, between that and now the, series writer's guide that you sent me you know there's a lot of stuff to dig into with this series so i will probably be very busy reading this this weekend now (laughs) yeah it's
1: cool it's it's definitely fun to look at it's one of those like things that just getting a little bit of the behind the scenes look at something like that uh I, i always like and maybe it's years later where you finally get to see like what was going on in the writer's room but that must have been a lot of fun like i think that this kind of show only happens if the people that create it love the character and love what they're doing because you don't get this level of detail and you don't get this level of commitment unless you really like what what you're putting together. And I think that because of that, we have one of the better, if not the best versions of Batman out there. And so if anyone's a fan of Batman and they enjoy uh, that that character, I, I totally recommend this show. And that's one of the few things that... Uh, I think that I can say about uh, a lot of different cartoons a lot of times there's there's a lot of like caveats of like well Do you like this sort of thing? Then you might like this specific anime or you do you like this then you might like this But this one's pretty much like if you like Batman There's not a good reason to not check out a couple of these episodes uh, And see whether or not this is something that you'd want to dive into so that's my pitch to everybody out there if you like Batman watch batman the animated series
0: yeah actually i do have one more question before we go okay are there any stories in this animated series that you would love to see them try and tackle in a live action movie Hmm,
1: that's interesting off the top of my head i can't really think of much uh but i think that a big reason for that is some of some of the things you can do with animation that I really liked, I don't think they would translate as well live. Uh, Right. Because I was trying to think of like... I think that some of the Riddler episodes... Because we've never had a really good Riddler. Sorry, Jim Carrey. We've never had a really (laughs) good Riddler on screen. Uh, But I think that he does a good job in the animated series because you're allowed to do some crazy stuff. Like, there's the maze episode where they're running around. It's It has the minotaur in it. And it's kind of like a big chess game. And Batman and Robin are running through a maze through the whole whole series. Like, that's a cool episode. But I don't know if that works as well as, like, a movie. Because, like, the, the... the, just the uh the stage and all the props that you would need would be a little over the top um let me think some of the stuff that maybe just when he's working with commissioner gordon would be pretty good i don't know i like, i i just feel like for some reason that it this feels specifically tailored to being drawn um, because it just allows you a little bit more freedom and a little bit more over the top like you can be a little bit campy uh, and where it would come off as really kind of off-putting maybe in film it works as a cartoon Uh, so I can't think of anything that I would say definitely make a live-action movie of I will say that somebody needs to make a live-action movie of the long Halloween I'm on board with that one
0: (laughs) yes yes I think that would work really well
1: uh Awesome. Well, I don't have anything else. So it was a lot of fun coming on though.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. Of course. So that's all we have for you guys today. Thank you again to Jason for coming on and to our listeners. As always, thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.